2: Hi, guys, and welcome to episode 57 of Hashtag No Filter. Today's episode is very different from any other episode I have done, and that's because it is on the topic of politics, but don't click away. It's a very informative and important episode that I think we all need, and by we all, I mean the people that are similar to me who sent in questions who are a little ignorant when it comes to politics. I hate to say it because I'm 33 and well-educated. I consider myself a smart girl, but I really am just not that informed when it comes to politics. I read the headlines. I follow the news on Twitter mostly, and I know the big things going on, but I don't, I don't know as much as I should, um, I feel. So when thinking about this episode, I, without a shadow of a doubt, I knew exactly who to have on as my guest and that is David Helfenbein. David Helfenbein and I go way back. Uh, we went to high school together in Chappaqua, and he is probably the most um, intelligent, educated person I know when it comes to politics. He used to work in politics, and he's just, he's brilliant. And I thought he would be absolutely perfect for this episode, Politics for Dummies. And uh, I just, yeah, I think it's a really important episode. Everything we talk about, how, how he explains everything, it's a, a very easy to digest way. I'm talking we went back to Mr. Fuse's class, 6th grade history class at Eiwiner Jewish Secondary School and talked about like the three branches of government. That's where we started. And then of course we talked about what's going on, you know, the political climate today, the upcoming election and all of that. Uh we did not talk sides at all that is not what this is about at all. We just talked facts and he explained things. Um yeah, and I just think it was a really a great episode. So I hope you listen. It's really interesting. Forward this episode along to any friends you think uh, might find this interesting as well. And I appreciate you all for listening so much. So without further ado, let's get into it. Here is David Helfenbein on episode 57 of Hashtag No Filter. Welcome, David. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you, Julie.
2: So David and I go way back. We went to high school together. Horace Greeley, class of 2004. 2004, you forgot. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while. So I'm very excited to have David here because... As I've mentioned, he you're you're definitely the probably the smartest person I know when it comes to politics.
1: Well, thank you. I'm I'm flattered that you say that. <laughs>
2: but ser- like I feel like when I was thinking about doing this episode like Politics for Dummies, it was it was you. I mean there was really no one else thank that you, could do George. the job. Anyway, so I'm very excited to have you here very excited to have you right? I sound like I'm on a, I don't know what anyway, but I'm very excited about this. So it's a slightly different episode than normal. We're not going to be talking about all the things we're going to be talking about politics, but in a very easy to digest way. And I got a bunch of questions and a lot of people that said they're just like me where they're kind of ignorant with this. And it's like it, with the election coming up and the state of our, our, the polit political climate, is that a good way to say it? Yep. Oh, people, need to be informed. So, um, okay, David, can you tell us a little bit about your background before we get into all the questions? Um, We know you worked in politics and you worked for Secretary Clinton. So just a little bit about your background and what you're doing today.
1: Sure. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, and it's good to see you again. So I started uh, my political career working for then-Senator Clinton, mm-hmm. uh, Hillary Clinton, and then um, followed her to the um, State Department, so worked for her Secretary Clinton as well. And uh, now I'm in the private sector.
2: Very educated and informed when it comes to politics, and you know what's going on.
1: I I guess I like to think you, so.
2: I mean, you had a podcast with, uh, last yes. election. Yeah. So you he's... He's he's like playing it down, but he knows everything. I think okay. So let's get into it. So the first, I'm going to dumb this down to a very like elementary school history class level, right? Because someone asked this, and I actually don't know the full answer. Okay, so there's Senate, House of Representatives, and Congress. What is each? What do they each do? What, what, What What do they all do?
1: Okay, so there are three branches of government. Mm-hmm. There's the executive branch, which is the president and vice president, mm-hmm. and all of the governmental agencies. For example, the um, EPA, which is the Environmental Protection okay. Administration. Uh, then there's the— um, and. Is that the, also like where Homeland Security Homeland would Homeland Security, okay, got it. correct. All the cabinet secretaries are at the top of each of these government agencies okay. that are a part of the executive branch. Yep. There's the legislative branch, which is the House of Representatives and the Senate and then there's the judicial branch which is the supreme court and all the courts, courts. that fall beneath it so and congress so is So yeah so congress so congress <laughs> We're dumbing the house down. and the senate <laughs> right. make the laws okay they r- write the laws they make the laws okay. the the executive branch the president and the administration um in, enforce the laws got it um that being said, they're, to get make this a little more complicated, uh, the agencies that are a part of the administrative branch also have the power to make rules. So they, for example, the Environmental uh, Protection uh, Administration okay. may make a rule that says, um, you know, a certain um, thing about pollution or about water quality um, in which case that that is binding. Um, so it's as if it were a law uh, essentially created by the um, the legislature. OK, but they do have that power. And in, and the president also has some some of that power, too. Well, doesn't it, the president have all the power? Well, technically, it was designed such that the president does not have all the power. And that's why there are three branches. The three so branches, right. and the th- that brings it Really good to the third branch of government, r- the judicial branch, which then interprets the law, and they decide whether the laws that are made are constitutional or not.
2: Got it. Okay, so if uh, uh, can we do an example like um, sure, what would be a good example? Um, mar- well, marijuana is not legalized. That's not what. What's like? Well, a-
1: hypothetically, a- let's just say that let's say that there were mar- marijuana was legalized. If marijuana were legalized nationally, okay, what would happen would be that the House of Representatives would uh, write up a bill and they would uh, then legalize the drug right. which would then pass in the senate it would become law uh, and then the supreme court could say for whatever reason this this is correct this is the law or they could turn it uh, I see. or they could But
2: like marijuana is not in the constitution. So like you said No, like how- but there
1: would be an, there's there's so um, one thing we didn't mention <laughs> is I did go to law school. Oh yeah, we um, didn't mention that. We, we that was your that, fault. You didn't yeah, that mention that. That was my fault. Um so no, it's not in the constitution but but um, the Supreme Court uses the Constitution as a barometer for deciding many matters that are not explicitly in the Constitution. Got for it. example, abortion. Right. Um, one of the argument for legalizing uh, abortion or not um, nationally was actually based on privacy. Um,
2: Okay. So
1: it's that which is actually in the Constitution. So, so,
2: so abortion's under the Constitution, but the privacy part
1: is in the yeah, Constitution. Yeah. So, so basically, um, they use it as a barometer. Got it. To then interpret, uh, interpret the laws.
2: So, but then, what's the difference between the House of Representatives and the Senate?
1: So, um, the House of Representatives, people, uh, representatives are elected every two years. Yeah. Uh, Senate, they're elected every six years. Oh, okay. Um, The House is supposed to be a very quick, deliberate body where they take up matters, they decide. It's supposed to be more heated and passionate. The Senate is supposed to be, there there was uh, one of the founding fathers, I believe, said something as if the Senate is the saucer in which uh, to cool the hot ah. temperament of the house. So it, okay. it's more of a the Senate is more of a deliberative body. It's supposed to be more thoughtful, take more time and that's why they're elected every 6 years. They get more time to I see. And, allegedly so, and bond. the House of
2: Representatives and the Senate are is Congress. That makes uh, that com- together the, they comprise they comprise, yes, com- Congress. Congress. And House of Representatives are elected by state.
1: How, so or are
2: the representatives elected per
1: state? The house it? both House and and okay. Senate both the representatives and the senators are re- are elected by um, people in, yeah. within yeah. the states. But House, you you have a district that you live in. Right, right, right. Where we are right now would be one district based right. on. Um, it's actually based on population, ba- based on the census, which is actually going to be next year. Okay. And the Senate, every Senate has every uh, state has two senators. Okay. Uh, no matter the size. It's the same for every single state.
2: And are all those congressmen and women and senators and they're all living in D.C. or no?
1: So uh, many of them, most of them, actually all of them, uh, except for the one who actually represents um, Washington, D.C., will will be usually in their home district or home state the days that they're not in session so it would be uh usually friday saturday sunday monday they're they're not in session on a typical week right and then they're home with their constituents and meeting and then they're in usually in in dc like tuesday through thursday generally and
2: there's and there's two per state Two senators, two per senators state. per state. Yes, and
1: the number of representatives varies. varies. Based on
2: okay. So how many right now? Do we know how many there are right now? Or, oh, well, there's
1: or, there's always so there's always no no. That's, I really don't know shit. There's 435 <laughs> oh. nationally. Oh. Okay. But so it, it, okay. Okay. But the way that it changes is based on uh, population. It's a process called gerrymandering, which is wow. It's like to another language. <laughs> but. <laughs> but basically the population it's it's based on the census how many there are per state and what their area they are okay
2: okay so are we all clear on that i don't think i fully am but i think i i i, I, I get it more now now i get it i feel him like back I in history feel, class. i want to make sure you do i know and i want to make sure my people get it too no i get it like house of representatives and senate um congress is is, is are both. those yep and um and then and now i understand that legislative wait, 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 executive branch we know is the president vice president and the cabinets uh, the cabinet and those the home. Homeland Security I love everything having to do with Homeland Security actually I love Homeland the show and That's I love all that shit so yeah and then you have one season
1: left is there only yeah no it's ice- over no there's one season left seriously yeah. Yeah, I don't know when it comes oh out Oh my but god, soon. I love
2: all that shit. I feel like I should have been in the CIA or something. You could see me in the CIA. And um and then there's the the judicial uh, I'm sorry, the legislative branch branch that comes up with the laws. Yes. And the judicial I'm sorry, yeah, the judicial branch that enforces the laws and or, or I'm sorry, makes interprets. Sure interprets yep. We're getting there, guys. We're getting there. In we're going to put like notes with this episode. Yeah. Okay, so now in terms of the upcoming election, yep. we have the Democratic Party, we have the Republicans, and the uh, Re- Republican Party, and then there's the independent, correct? And others, I believe there you are other parties too. Do we need to even know about? I mean, them? well, I guess
1: those are the those are the three. I mean, technically, Republican and Democrat are the two primary, well, of course, parties. right?
2: So the so. But independent. OK, OK. So now let's in terms of the Democrat, or Republican, independent party. OK, sure. so Demo- So how does it work with the election? Like there's the primaries and then people get eliminated and there's a lot of d- people running in debates like just can you talk? Sure. So that? right
1: now the the party that is in power, which is right now is the Republican Party and right. Donald Trump, of course, um, is generally does not have. A primary in the year that they're running for re election. Right. You know, they're limited to two terms. So after the first term, generally don't have a primary. That being said, it has happened before and it could happen. Do
2: we know if there's one going to well, be a there primary? Well, there
1: are technically people running against uh, right, President right. Trump. Uh, one is a guy named Bill Weld, uh, who was a governor of Massachusetts. Okay. Whether um, it's taken seriously or someone can amass votes uh, in a primary I process is, is different. Now, um, there was a, a legitimate primary contest um, bet- between uh, President uh, Carter and um, Ted Kennedy okay. uh, many, many moons ago. But yeah. um, but so so it is possible. But I- in this case, the Democrats are um, you know there's a, there's a large number of them.
2: Right? How, the, do you know how many there are? I mean there's a lot.
1: Um, there's I, I don't know the exact number right is now. Is like but twelve or like ten? So so I would say there's about five candidates that are seriously you know contenders to be president altogether i I don't know the number offhand but it's probably about anywhere from nine at one point i think it was 20 Mm. so Mm -hmm. it can change and there's a debate tonight Mm. um but i think there are you know around five that i think would in serious contention okay
2: um okay so now so these primaries are the um it's there's not like an election before the election
1: so primaries are really interesting process the schedule is actually set by the party OK, it's not set by the government and um, the states um, all kind of race to have their either what's called this is going to get even more complicated, either a primary or a caucus, it's called. Yeah. Um, and some states have a caucus. Some states have a primary and just depends on the state. It depends on the state and there are rules about which states can go first and which order they can go in. And, for example, Iowa is always the first or has traditionally been the first caucus uh, in the country. And a caucus, just to explain, is essentially a process where people are all in a room and let's just say an auditorium or gymnasium. OK. And um, there's passionate debate for uh, taking back to, you know, the beginning of this country There's passionate debate in favor of a, of a candidate. And then people stand in in different places of the room to be counted as to who they're supporting. Oh, it's very old school. It it's seems. very old school, and it's very much um, built on on you know some of the principles that our country w- is is founded upon.
2: So, but like the state of New York is not. doing So no, state is. of New York is is primary. Right.
1: Right. Um, and so New Hampshire um, is the or has traditionally been the first primary. Um, and that's the first, you know, where people actually go to the, to the ballot box and cast a vote.
2: But those votes don't really hold, how, where do those vote, that's not like you're voting for the president.
1: You're, well, you're voting for, you are, you're voting for the president within your own party. So within if you, your own party, if you right. are, so sort of, there are certain states that allow independence to vote. I, I believe New Hampshire allows independence. Um, but some, most, a lot of states, I don't want to say most, but a lot of states require that you're registered, um, so, for example, let's say hypothetically you're a registered Democrat. Okay. You will then be able to vote in X state Got in the it. primary. You, you then, registered... pick, yeah, you then okay. pick the candidate that you like of your party, right. who then will face so So, the, are the primaries the currently going on? So, they're going to start off next year, <laughs> He's early like 2020. Laugh
2: at me. Early 20- 20. Right. Okay, so, but the debates are going on The debates on. are going yes. on now.
1: Basically, they're trying to winnow down the field. Cur- right. Right. Um, have
2: people already knocked off? People have knocked off.
1: One is a senator from New York, um, Gillibrand, who is okay. no longer in.
2: Okay. Um, I, okay. So so the primaries are, will be early next year.
1: Primaries will start, yep, early we'll Start early next
2: year. And then at what point, obviously the election is, it's always the second, first Tuesday of the month? First Tuesday of November, sorry. For it's in
1: November, I believe it's the first, yes.
2: For something. So... At what point prior to that are the primaries decided, like where we're going to know who is running for um, from Democratic Party? Well,
1: that was one of the kickers with um, with the last – well, actually with every single recent primary (laughs) election. So um, if you go back to 2008, um, if people recall Secretary Clinton – many people thought Secretary Clinton would be the nominee. Right. Um, Then uh, Iowa happened, and um, if I recall correctly, it was – you know now president obama i think came in first uh john edwards senator edwards was somewhere in there he may have been second um so it kind of threw everything into disarray um in which case then it prolonged the process and i don't think secretary clinton was out of that primary process till june and then again in uh, uh, 2016 um People thought Secretary Clinton would clinch the nomination pretty early, and then Senator Bernie Sanders came and gave her a run for the money, and that lasted longer than expected. So there's no set date. Okay. Well, there's a set date in the sense that the primaries eventually end, but there's no set date in terms of when— someone will actually clinch the nomination okay um and then once the person actually does clinch it they are then nominated at the conventions right which, which happen in the summer right okay okay um, so
2: right now and how many debates are there or, or, or does, it, varies. it varies okay. I, yeah
1: i mean technically for the actual presidential i believe there's three to four right um typically in primary uh, it could be a i don't, I don't know the number uh, yeah but, but uh, a number a, a number okay wow i need a drink don't worry, I'm drinking.
2: Um, okay, so now the biggest issues and topics for democratic Democrat. Demo- this is such a broad question, but um, okay, where should I start this? So, okay, let's start here. The, the world seems very divided right now. The country seems very divided, and I again, I am not, I'm, I'm not a political person. I'm embarrassed to say I really don't know too much, but I know it's divided. I'm very active on Twitter. I see what's going on. I see the news. I see the headlines. I don't want to ask why because I know, but like, what? Why, why is it that we can't – aren't we all, like, after the same thing we want, like, a great place to live, like, a great place to be and exist in this world? So what? what is the main issue right now? We know – like, what are the issues
1: right now? Well, that's the question of um, two things. Fractionalization, which is the division of – so. We you I think when you and I, I, yeah, I had I talked even, before this yeah. yeah yeah so so two things the term polarization which mm. is that people are really divided in, on opposite ends of the spectrum Yes. the other one fractionalization that that, that for example the media there mm. are certain channels that appeal to yes. certain people and then those people then only live with that channel and they don't yeah. hear other viewpoints and the same thing goes for who they potentially follow on social media and right. you know who they listen to on the radio yes um
2: so so right now okay so that's actually a good segue because i wanted to ask about this anyway so fox news is is i mean it doesn't take a genius to figure it out like it's very republic very republican right well well, so so, they never said that yeah so so
1: so to to, to, i guess to to touch upon the first question and then talk about yeah fox i'm pouring more wine because i'm so confused (laughs) (laughs) is is the fact i mean there's there's many reasons that people would allege that we are more divided now than we have been. And I'm happy to go into them. But one of them, obviously, is if you're listening to, let's say, Fox News and you're more of a conservative person, that's all you hear and that's all you believe and that's Mm -hmm. all you want to believe. And the same thing could be said for, um, you know, someone who leans more to the left and watches MSNBC. Right, right.
2: Okay, so that's – okay, keep going.
1: So, so, you know, in other words, if – let's just take the current example. The House – is is on a path uh, potentially to impeach president Trump. that right that's msnbc right. every night is you know rachel maddow for example could be on tv saying these are all the things he did wrong these are the reasons he should be impeached et cetera. and all et cetera. the people f- watching that are like yes 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 we yeah exactly okay. and then on fox they're saying you know it wasn't really that serious or that bad what he did he shouldn't be impeached. This is ridiculous. Democrats are nuts to be doing this. And the people that are watching. Yeah. So, and yep. so that spiral just continues. Right. And people. So it's the media's fault. I I wouldn't say it's all the <laughs> media's fault. I'd say that there's a there's blame to be placed.
2: But then where does that where whose quote f- whose fault is that like why then can't the media like come together and be like let's all be very like um, politically correct. Or, uh, like. Like. Why? No, yeah, I it. mean, that's a
1: really good point. And there are channels like who's in charge. There are. L- let's just say, hypothetically, something like a public broadcasting service, which people on the on the right side of the spectrum think is is left leaning. Right. Let's just say if there were more of a neutral force that um, tried to tried to be more moderate in their views. The problem is viewership and money and ad dollars. Right, So that's where it is. You know, there's a reason that people tune in to MSNBC at nine o'clock or Fox at nine o'clock. Right. And that's because people like, like hearing this and that's where the spiral continues. And if,
2: and if someone already has an opinion on something and, and, and someone's kind of um, enabling them to have that opinion because they're speaking to what they want to hear, they're going to continue listening to that person. Right. Like that's just, it is what it is. right? Right. There's no way around that. Okay. So, it, okay here's a specific example so a lot of you i i've heard and people are like you know it's very hard to say this with like i'm cuz we're i don't we're not talking sides i just want to talk facts and what's going on and okay so someone will say well the only reason they like this is just an example the only reason they like trump is cuz they're filthy rich so what's the deal with like the taxes and the reason that apparently you know the rich people are for trump well there's been
1: there's been people who have said that the conservatives and republicans are more su- or are more supportive of laissez-faire which is less government uh, involvement right. in financials and that may mean that there are uh, less lower taxes, taxes. Okay. and right. so if you're, you know, making 1.5 million dollars a year and the and there's a republican president and he says those people should pay less taxes the implication is that he favors people who are, are more wealthy.
2: Well, why would you have a uh, um, somebody who's making more money pay less taxes? They obviously can afford paying more taxes. Well, there's
1: there's been um, so so on the other side and I'll tap on the other side and then I'll give some logic with that. But on the other side, for example, um, if you're Senator Bernie Sanders or Senator Elizabeth Warren, the idea is as you just mentioned, if you're ma- <coughs> excuse me, if you're making a decent amount of money, um, you should be taxed at a, at a very at a very high rate or a, or a higher rate. Right. Um and so and there's the dichotomy between the two positions is that Republicans have traditionally believed in in a trickle-down economic policy which is that if you if you cut the taxes for people who are making a lot of money right they will then um, stimulate the economy through spending that money in other uh. means. Whereas de- uh, some of the Democrats who are running who, who would argue that you should increase that believe in, in more of a wealth distribution model, which is that, you know, the money should go to the government to then help people. Um, right. So and
2: yeah. who's right? Like, it, again, it's totally. It's, it's it, really
1: an I- ideological argument. And there's so there's um, there's the idea of and this is one of the things that I focus on in my college yeah. thesis there's the idea of public morality versus private morality, mm-hmm. and without going into too much detail, a, 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 imba- a dichotomy, uh, so to speak, started uh, around the 1960s with this political realignment. Whereas Republicans really believed in this principle of private morality: to be a good person, you you know do your own good charitable de- charitable right. deeds. Whereas Democrats really started believing in the greater good. Of uh, public morality, which is through, for example, um, Kennedy or Johnson, especially Lyndon Johnson's uh, societal societal programs that benefit everyone. Right. To be fair, that actually even started earlier during FDR. But okay. the real the real dichotomy between the two started to take shape during the 1960s, where there was um, the beginning of of actually Reaganism when. I'm getting really I'm getting a little how bit too do you deep know here. all this well this is just from I don't know
2: because <laughs> I don't I didn't take all this in for okay but, I, I,
1: let d- me let me make okay. that point really okay. I can make it really succinctly basically there's the the idea that the Democratic Party believed you could help people through a greater good mm-hmm. and through public public acts of good. got it the Republican Party believed more that you could do you could do greater good for everyone through private acts right and um, and that exists today um, with exactly what you just described, which is the idea that you know uh, someone who's making more on the Democratic side would believe you should pay more in taxes so the government can do good, whereas someone on the Republican right. side would believe, well, I can do good individually. I can be a charitable person, cut my taxes mm. so that I can do that good on my own.
2: But what if the 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 taxes are cut for the Republicans, but then they don't do charitable good? Well, no, that's a that's a fair. Fair well, point. so is that maybe what people uh, might say? And like, great, you're totally, on totally, and, jets to, and yachts.
1: To, to balance it out on the other side, someone could make the argument that the money going to the government is not being used for the right purposes right. too. So it's really sticky. Yeah.
2: No, I mean, if I was, a, I mean, I would have a lot more gray hair if I was a politician. Do you think I could be one though? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, so why now though? Because oh, I know, why, but like, I feel like this, this, this presidential time, the president right now is like people are angrier than ever on both sides. And I feel like I'm telling you on Twitter specifically, and someone asked something about Twitter and some, whatever they saw on Twitter, people are angry. Like, like the world, like people, the world is angry. Why is it just because people are so against what the current president is doing and they just are like can't even handle it i mean i i know like we're not gonna get into all of it but with of course the the shootings and the terrible things going on and there's blame pointed at every which way and and that gets can get emotional and whatever but is that why like are people just so against him like is this how it always is and i haven't been in tune
1: Uh, i don't know that it's how it always is i think that the current president. Understands how to use, and I don't mean this in a negative way. He understands how to use the media and the power of the media and manipulation to um, to reach people. And so he, you know, and he does a
2: good job at that.
1: Well, through, through his entire life, he's really been a marketer of himself. Right, he was never brand. political. Like he was, yeah. a businessman. And so, you know, the thing that he's doing is really figuring out how to incite people and push buttons. And, for example, by calling the media fake media, right. it's really starting, a, you know, a certain animosity that probably right. didn't exist. Well, actually, not probably that didn't exist previously. Right. Um, now, a lot of the. So why is he doing that? Well, one of the reasons that he won was because he tapped into this this populism, this feeling uh, this anger that a lot of people seem to have. And. Um, and but what was that anger that he tapped I think the into? anger was that a lot of people were frustrated that government wasn't working for them. But
2: the government's never going to please everyone, Tr- Truly, right.
1: and, th- and that's a feeling that people have you know, every time. But he, he, during the election, he spoke to people in a certain way that they felt empowered by what he was saying, that he mm-hmm. could go in there and, as he said, quote, drain the swamp, change mm-hmm. things up, and uh, make government work for them. Whereas he, he then painted Secretary Clinton as... You know, more of this is the same type politician that we've always had. Got it. And
2: so, God, I don't know how to ask this in a politically correct way, so I might end up cutting this part. But then why, (laughs) I feel like, um, God, this is – I don't mean any disrespect by this at all. I'm literally really just doesn't. taking things from the news or what I see. Why is it said sometimes or I've read sometimes maybe on Twitter, that's where I get my news, that like less educated people that might not have the the good fortune of having a great education are more for Trump. Why is that?
1: Well, I think that the logic there's similar to kind of you know what we've been talking about, which is that he he really speaks to the every every man every woman you know he's he knows how to connect he knows how to as they used to say about George Bush he knows how to sit down get a beer with you say what's bothering you say he'll how we'll fix it
2: like he's like he's um a charmer like he's charismatic I, w- I, well, I definitely I wouldn't, wouldn't call him a charmer yeah that's probably I call what we're him doing more of just
1: kind of like it's a it's a weird way to I would say every man but he's not an every man because he's he clearly shows that he's you know right. wealthier and and as well, people to know that i mean that's literally yeah but, but i think he had a way of connecting with people to make them feel relevant same george um george w bush did the same thing um i think democrats over the years have been criticized for being uh, elitist ivy educated uh, you know very um intellectual but that's not professor necessarily the truth no right? it's not it's not the truth but it's easy I, you know kind of with the public and private mora- morality yeah. statement it's very easy to once you get a certain vision of someone and paint someone a certain way it's very easy to then put them into that cartoon character yes um that that you know one of the things when i when i had spoken with president clinton in the yeah. past yeah was he said that he said to me that it was it was easy for um, republicans at the time to try and paint him into a two-dimensional cartoon and i think that i think that that's some of You know, what when stereotypes are set up, it's very easy to say. Yeah, exactly. It's very easy to say this person is this way and this person's that way when it's not necessarily the truth.
2: But because that's just how like they've thought of the Democrats forever and ever and ever. So they it's just a stereotype.
1: It's just a stereotype. And and then a person comes along. You know, you have someone uh, like President Obama, who is clearly very bright. Yeah. um, And he was a professor and he comes along and it's very easy to say here's a professor who's very smart who doesn't connect with us. Um, right. You know, so people
2: are just, I mean, b- but at the end of the day, no matter, there is never going to be one person that's going to please everyone.
1: No, but I think I th- I, you have to give um, President Obama credit for at the beginning of his election trying right. to tap into that idea of unity. Yeah. And the great irony of all of this is President Obama won on a message of unity and hope. And quite frankly, President Clinton won on a, on yeah. a message of, of hope back in the day, too. And President Trump... I think really won on an argument of uh, of division, but also a different kind of hope. Right. right. So it wasn't it wasn't of a hope like a kumbaya hope like the Democrats. Right. It was a hope like my life will get better for myself. More, more of a, a selfish hope? Well more of a, a more of a again, back to the whole thing of public versus private uh, right. morality. It was really like For myself, it'll get better, right? You know, as opposed to this will be good for all of us, which is really what Secretary Clinton was saying with some of her messaging, which was I think together, together for us, or you know something like that about unity.
2: So, do you think like I sometimes I think like oh we are kind of moving in like the right direction because you'll see like what was it last week where um, Ellen DeGeneres was sitting next to George George Bush at um, what was it a a Dallas Dallas Cowboys game or something like? And you have a Republican president, a past president, and then you have a, a homosexual
1: woman. I mean, it's just amazing. Like that, you would never. That's kind of special, right? Like, well, it was special, and it was really unfortunate. I first of all, I think Ellen handled that fantastically. It was unfortunate that people were criticizing.
2: Well, it. that yes, I was like, that was crazy. It was crazy. I thought it was amazing. It was
1: amazing, and the way that Ellen handled it by saying, "Listen." Not all my friends are, you know, liberal Democrats or basically what—that's what she said. Not mm-hmm. all my friends are like me. Was great because that's what people need to do. They need to speak with the other. One of my right. best friends in college was a Republican. Yours? You're talking. One of one movie. of my closest friends was a Republican.
0: But you guys, um, we—I no, best-
1: didn't, and I think she would agree, um, that that we never really argued about the issues. It was about talking about how how good can come and good can come by people working together. It's just a shame what's going on right now. It's, right. it's worse now than it's been.
2: Well, I mean, and I, again, from someone who is not so in tune with it all, I can see that it, I mean, I feel like people are like, it's hate, it's anger. It's, it's like, a lot of it's really, but it's scary because I feel like it's causing people to act out in certain ways. Yeah, you haven't taken it. Um, like, I, just I, yeah.
1: to clarify, Julie made me a whiskey sour, <laughs> which is very good, and I really appreciate <laughs> well, it.
2: I said, "What do you want to drink?" He said, "A Coke is fine." And I'm like, "No, it's it's a nighttime thing." What? He said, "Well, I like whiskey sour, so I went and bought whiskey, and I went and bought lemon juice, and he's it's drinking just very, very slowly. Um, and I'm on my third glass of wine. No, um, but I but I feel like like there's always you can there's always hope. Like yeah, there's ho- everyone uh, hopeful that it will become like more of a unified um, uh, country. But like right now, it does seem. No, you do not have to be rocket scientist to see that it is so bad, right? Bad. I'm not saying who's president. I'm just saying in general. It's bad. It's bad. That's bad. Like people, but people are like angry and acting out. It's just bad. And so um, I guess, okay, someone that wants to get involved but doesn't have the money to, like really can't spend a dollar on supporting whatever party they're – whatever they want to support. And aside from voting, what can they do
1: right now? Well, you could – technically go door to door during an election and try to get out the vote um or but help if, people yeah if they're like not going to do that <laughs> like or like if they're or like is there anything they can do from home or for, like i mean honestly at the very least yeah you can you can talk to your colleagues you can talk mm. to your friends you can try to convince you know one of the questions that i think you and i had talked about does every vote count and we can yeah talk it does about it that. yeah but but i think you know even if you just make helps you know one two, five people even if you're texting someone and try to make an argument it's right. hard it's hard it is hard it's especially hard
2: especially if friends like you said your college friend, sorry to cut you off was the opposite view like i have one of my best well i i, I guess it can go back more but i have a, a, a close friend, probably a handful of close friends we don't necessarily see eye to eye but we also like both aren't probably educated enough to really like have a debate about it but i'm still best friends with. like i don't give a shit like is yeah. that a good thing? That's a good thing, that's right? a good Like, thing. I shouldn't, like, disown her, right? No, <laughs> no but, like, that's what I, I don't, I don't, like, totally understand. Like, I have, I mean, I think a lot of us probably have family members or people we know that are, like, politics can't come up at the Thanksgiving dinner table because it will be World War 7. Like, so why, it just, why can't we just all, like, talk about it? Well...
1: Why can't we talk about it? Like, talk system?
2: about, like, why, okay, let's, like, totally hypothetically, let's say, okay, what person A is Democrat, person B is Republican. Why can't they just, like, explain, well, I am, I I feel I'm Republican because of X, Y, and Z, and
1: I feel I'm Democrat because of X, Y, and Z, in a calm manner. Well, one would hope that people could, and one would hope that people could respect each other's views. The problem is there's not a lot of that. And I think also, you know, we talked about fractionalization, the idea that people listen to what they want to hear and, yeah. and only watch that. But also the the modes of communication have Become social, you know, with people sending text messages yeah. and, and IMs. And I mean, I'm dating, What's myself an IM? Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's a messaging. Yeah. Oh, you I'm were serious. About when you asked that. No, I like, yeah. I'm tuned out. Yeah, I, like I mean, forgot I think that they're just short. I think it's there's less yeah. conversation, there's yeah. more, you know, short dialogue trying to make a point. And I think also, so you know, social media in general, Twitter, Instagram, people yeah. like these snippets. And so, in a snippet, it's very hard to try and get your views across and explain yeah. the. The nuances of them. Well,
2: especially if the people following you, like me, maybe I'm not or not as tuned in, and then they just see that snippet, and then they you know, make maybe form their own opinions. Because I I feel like I can't even like I do feel like I'm 33 years old, like I'm educated, like I I feel like I'm a smart girl, but I really like cannot have an intelligent conversation with someone about politics. Well, right now we kind of are, but I'm you just are, asking yeah. all the questions. Um, so do you think like? Do you think we'll ever get back to a place where, like, everyone, just can't we all get along? (laughs)
1: Like, I I mean, honestly, I'm not convinced that we will. Wow. Um, I I mean. It's a shame, right? Well, but the thing is, I'm also looking, I'm not looking at this for long-term perspective. You know, I'm not, I'm thinking very much in the moment, and right now it seems really bad. Right now it's really bad. And it's about to get worse because, you know, we may be facing an impeachment, but most likely the president will end up getting impeached. Um, well, oh, let's talk about that. That's sure. Can
2: I ask you? So I keep cutting you off because there's so many questions. But how, isn't that like it's, it's a bigger process than just like like he's I mean, that that yeah, could take so, months. Well, and, yeah, yeah. But
1: and, and the term in, in, in the term impeach doesn't necessarily mean much except the fact that he gets, quote, literally impeached because he if he's impeached and not removed. So just to back up. Yeah. For two seconds. The House can impeach a president the senate then de- then holds a trial and decides whether to remove that person from office. Oh, it's like a whole process. It's a whole process. So, what looks like it may happen and probably will happen is the president gets impeached and then and the democrats control the house, the republicans control the senate as yep. of as of today, which is October, you know, 15th. Right. It does not look like he will get removed from office. Right. Which means that then he could be impeached but could run again uh likely would run again Wait, but, and then
2: but what's the definition of impeach then is
1: it, uh, impeached the equivalent to getting impeached is essentially getting um
0: getting like a charged no it's oh. like
1: getting charged you know if you're charged with a crime and then you face the jury and you get acquitted um you were charged with the crime but there were oh, no but you got off you got off so essentially that would be the uh, an easy way to think of it is that you know he was he was charged with something, whatever crime, I quote high crimes and misdemeanors, but whatever, whatever it was, and then, um, then the Senate, you know, basically let him run free.
2: But the Senate r- is run by the Republicans right now, Republicans. yeah. Republicans. So then, obviously, he's going to be free.
1: Well, the only way that could change, and it has happened, is for example when um, President Nixon was in office. It got to a point where it was so bad where Republicans. Turned to President Nixon during the the Watergate scandal and said, "Hey, hey, pal, it might be a good idea to to leave office."
2: Oh, so if you voluntarily? Well,
1: what what could happen if it got really bad is Republicans could turn to him and be like, "Listen, bud, you know maybe you should just step but why down." Why would
2: they? Oh, because if they don't. Because
1: have- it, because or or you know or they could say you know listen you might want to step down to save yourself the embarrassment uh- because we're going to remove you. The other thing that could happen is they could say, "Listen, bud, you might want to step down." And then they go through, and they don't remove him. But I, I would think the only, the only scenario that would happen where Republicans would turn to him and say you might want to step down would be if it looks like he's going to be removed from office. Just, just they want to save, have him save face.
2: Save face, but yeah. then he could run again.
1: And as far as my understanding is, if the president is impeached, he or she, yep, can then run again if he or she gets the party nomination. Now oh, the okay. question is. If the president is removed from office as well as being impeached, okay. can he or she then run again? Right. And apparently there are some arguments constitutionally that that person can, in fact, run again. But how? I don't know the constitutionality. You don't know of
2: everything, it. David? <laughs> I,
1: I would have to look more into it, but I... my, my opinion from a political perspective, forget about the legal arguments, are it would be... Impossible for that person to get the party's nomination again. Oh, you're right, right. If right, they're impeached right. and removed from office. That okay. being said, someone as brazen as, let's say, hypothetically, the current president right. were impeached and removed from office, I could see that person potentially running as, let's say, an independent just to run. Oh. That could be a possible scenario. But, but then again, I don't think we're even coming close to that because I don't think. President but
2: independents Trump. don't win. Uh, has an independent ever won? So
1: independents have thrown elections. For example, Ross Perot. The reason, one of the oh. reasons that President Clinton won um, his election was because Ross Perot got a big chunk of the vote oh, so then um, and tipped I the election. See. So one po- one possible scenario, even though this is far-fetched, is Mike Bloomberg. If mm. Mike Bloomberg sees that that Senator... If, if Mayor Bloomberg sees that Senator uh, Biden... Is not doing as well as he should be, and maybe doesn't get the nomination. Uh, Mayor Bloomberg has said that he would consider joining the race. And someone, but like, when will
2: he decide? Like talk, it's it's talk very late. Brother.
1: It's very well. First of all, there would be no primary for him because he would run as an independent. So he uh, could technically run when even weekend. next year. But you still need. Well, first of all, he doesn't need money. But you know, hypothetically, say, one, need one a, needs a, money. Campaign, right. Hypothetically, one needs to you know get out the vote and have ads and make their case. It's very easy for us sitting here in New York to say Mayor Bloomberg could come in and win. Right. I don't know that others other people would feel the same way.
2: Got it. This is re- should you just run for president?
1: Well, first of all, I'm a little young, but wait, um, what's you actually the to youngest be 35. president? I, you have to be 35. Oh, I'm you have to be 35. So, you know, in in two years. Is that
2: really? I didn't know that was the rule. You have to be 35. You have
1: to be 25 to run for Congress. You have to be 30 to run for Senate and 35 to run for president. So
2: are you planning on running
1: in a few years? (laughs) (laughs) Do I I enjoy (laughs) politics? Could I one day potentially run for something? Maybe. Um, I'm
2: surprised you haven't run for something. I I, you were high school president, weren't you? That was
1: my you know, right now that was my first and last (laughs) campaign. And uh, it was a fun one at that. But um, but as of right now, I don't have plans to do okay. that. Okay.
2: Um. So, what would your message be to? Yeah. Uh, what message would you want? and we're, We have not done the quick fire round. Don't you dare think we're getting away without that. No, I'm ready for Just because this it. is a different kind of
1: episode, we're so ready for it. it.
2: But before that, what message would you want to leave with everyone listening, in general, like about everything going on, like just?
1: Well, I think I, it's the message that you actually mentioned. I think it's that people need to talk and listen. Yeah. I think people are very um, keen on talking and not listening. And I think it's important to hear both sides, mm-hmm. and for all you know, you might actually think the other side has a really good really good point, an argument to make
2: so talking and listen- and listening really really about-
1: honestly. We can cut out the talking. There's a lot of talking going on. Yeah, I mean, I listening. think listening is really important.
2: What what happens, I guess. Sorry, I know I said that was the last one. But one more thing. What happens if, um, you know, someone, you know, is listening more and like, oh, OK, they were Democrat and, or vice versa. Well, whatever. A Democrat. Another thing. thinking oh I actually agree with some Republican things or vice, vice versa. What then what do you do? Do you just not vote?
1: Well, I wouldn't encourage anyone to not vote. Right, I, I agree. would encourage everyone I, to vote. That was totally a happy, like I think everyone should vote. Are you saying if you don't agree?
2: What if you you agree with both sides
0: I think, on different
1: things? I think you have to figure out which side appeals to you more, both for you and your, uh, you know, and your children's generation. So and think about after that. I mean, you you, you uh, <laughs> politics is both selfish and selfless. I mean, you have to care. About yourself, Mm -hmm. but you also have to care about others. And it's sometimes, you know, when you're voting for an issue or a candidate, you have to decide what's best for you. But other times, you have to decide what's best for everyone.
2: It's a balance. I was just gonna say, and there's that's a very tricky balance, right? Because you have to. What if something? I'm not gonna start giving examples, but like that can be hard because then you. It's. I. I, I, Oh, I know. One of the main things I want to ask, and that's just reminding me that. There's so much information out there, but maybe this podcast episode will help you. But there's so much information out there, and there's so many news outlets and, and newspapers and magazines and blogs. What it's there's so much. Like, what do you do? Like, what, what is there? Like one place you recommend people
1: looking, or like? Well, I love to read two things in the morning. One is Politico. It's okay. P- Political playbook.
2: Is it is it one side or the it's other? A,
1: no, it's both, and it's a newsletter that comes to my inbox every morning. Okay. Political Playbook and the other one is called Axios which is a fairly new organization um, that comes to my inbox every morning. So I read both every single morning.
2: So you're not reading every morning CNN, uh, Fox, or whatever—you're not reading all that shit every day. No,
1: I basically the the good news about those two that come to my inbox is they both provide really good analysis and um, summaries, essentially of the Th- daily. That's what I'm asking. This, yeah, the you, daily political. So
2: that's kind of the, what you would recommend if someone just wants the summaries—they don't want to get the in-depth. You know. Yeah,
1: and I would say Axios is a little more more um, it's a little shorter okay. than uh, than Politico Playbook, but right. they're both pretty good. Okay, so that's –
2: because there's a lot out there. Like, you could literally find articles on everything that have differing opinions, but this – it's not really opinions. No,
1: this isn't opinions, and I would also say that if you are someone there who goes out to to, um, affirm your – or reaffirm your opinions, it's always good to read contradictory opinions as Mm -hmm. well.
2: God, you're so smart. Okay, so bottom line, though, people should vote. People should vote. They
1: need to vote. People should vote, and it really does make a difference. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people who I think – didn't vote who you know didn't necessarily love secretary clinton but never thought that donald trump could be elected right and to this day are saying you know did i make a mistake Mm. um so you know it's it's important it's important to get out there and vote sometimes you're not always going to love the candidates as much as for example i liked secretary clinton right um but you should still make your make your voice heard and make your voice heard yeah. yeah
2: That's good. So was such a good segue. And now we're going to get into this. This is the rapid fire. This is rapid fire. All right. I'm ready. Some are serious. Some are not. Okay. Let's start with what's a good. Okay. Here's a good one. If you were running for president, what would your slogan be?
1: Um, If I were running for president, my slogan would be something that has the word tomorrow in it. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, back to president Clinton, um, use the campaign song don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Yeah. Which is yeah. a great song. But I think it's it's always, you know, we talk about selfish versus self selfless, and I think politics, you know, again, you make a decision in the voting booth maybe what's best for you, but at the end of the day it's always about tomorrow and and what the future holds.
2: Yeah. So there's something with tomorrow in it. Probably I like that you should run. I I'll be your campaign manager. You, sh- you should be. Yeah. Um I'll be the podcast for it. Okay, what um what words of wisdom would you give? It's not politically. This is just totally separate. But what words of wisdom would you give to the next generation? To, to if you had kids or like you know the next kind of the people coming into the world. Well,
1: back to our friend Ellen. I, I think it's about her. being kind. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's a lot of people who just lack that empathy, and that's a a word that we hear all the time now. But it's true. I mean, yeah. it's, being kind goes a long way, and it's important so
2: you're so you're such a
1: good person (laughs) we'll see okay what (laughs) motto
2: or quote do you always try to live by
1: um there was a gentleman named pat croce who owned the philadelphia 76ers who came to speak at at, uh penn Ah. and said um if you don't ask the answer is always no and that's true to you if you didn't you know ask about doing some of this stuff you Probably you might not be podcasting. Today. It's
2: true. It's true. So if you don't ask, the answer is always no. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you could have drinks or dinner or lunch or brunch with anyone living or dead, who would it be? That's a really good question. Thanks.
1: Um, my gosh. If I could have drinks with anyone. Anyone. Living <laughs> or dead. Um, I, I, I don't want to give a political answer here so I would but you want to give up no I mean obviously I could name an earlier president that would be you know exciting or something like that but I think there's probably some people who are you know I have to say I've always kind of wanted to talk one on one with Malcolm Gladwell I don't know if you've read yes but someone
2: I think said that as an answer before That's I mean he's he's just awesome I've seen him speak a few times I love the way he thinks so you'd love to like sit down with him. Yeah, just okay. Sit down, and then him. if you had to pick a political, it, like, have a political. I mean, answer. it would be
1: interesting to meet with someone like George Washington. Simply, I yeah, mean, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. Just to see, like, are we have we totally screwed this up, or are we I doing okay? I think we okay? have, right? I mean, from his perspective, I don't know. Yeah, it'd be interesting to find
2: out. Yeah. <laughs> um, if someone were to play you in a movie, who would it be? <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, Either based on looks or aura or anything, or just vibe, like their vibe.
1: Um, who I would like to play me would sure, be Tom sure. Hanks, but who okay. would play me?
2: Um, Maybe Tom Hanks would play He's you. just such a, he just seems I like mean, such a nice guy. He is who
1: would prob- play me? Probably someone more like Ben Stiller. Let's Yeah, let's I can see honest. that. Yeah. I can
2: see that. And what would the movie be about? Like, what would the synopsis be? Or the title or the,
1: you know growing up in a small town going on a podcast with someone named julie <laughs> it <laughs> would be I like groundhog Day. Like maybe yeah yeah maybe oh, you could do it every single day i would love it yeah. okay
2: good good i like it okay um if there was a plane outside where would it, you have it take you
1: um i would actually make it one of those planes that almost like that around the world cruise ship there is a plane um, now there's like is a, there really yeah i think or or they were trying to develop it i think it was crystal um that's a cruise line i think they they were wanted to develop a plane that essentially brings you around the world and so i would want it to stopping in different places it's like a cruise ship but it's an airplane cruise ship i would hate that i hate flying yeah i know you do yeah (laughs) (laughs) who doesn't but you know hypothetically it would be that's what you would want yeah and what
2: three things would you take if you not like people and pets or whatever are already accounted for things what could what would you take
1: so um and let me let me actually tell you a little tidbit before before i get to that yeah i love tidbits um So there's a number of countries that the U.S. doesn't have formal diplomatic relations with. Some are obvious. Right. Like Iran. Right. Or or Iran. Well,
2: and now Cuba. It was, and now it's not, right? Cuba.
1: North Korea. Right, right, right. There's another one called Bhutan, which most people don't know this. Okay. We don't really have formal diplomatic relations. Um, But they actually, the way that the country works... Uh, and I'm laughing because it, it seems preposterous from our side, but it's actually incredible, is instead of uh, instead of having like a GDP or, or in, yeah. uh, monetary value, they have a, a happiness index. Shut the fuck and up. And that's how the country... Oh, I, just
2: I didn't want to curse on this episode. Shut up. Yeah, <laughs>
1: so um, I think, you know, there are probably many reasons as to why we don't have diplomatic relations, but be- one of the reasons might be it's just such a different standard of, of living. But what do you mean a happiness? That's, they base their like... Essentially, their their quote currency is based on happiness. So they don't have an economy. No, they do have an economy. It, it's just like if I wanted to buy a pair of shoes. Yeah, I believe that I'm sure that they have some kind of monetary. So what's the happiness system. part of it though? Well, you know, I would have to look more into it okay. to get back to you. <laughs> He's going to come back for but part two. We're going to talk about Bhutan. It's it's this idea. Where is Bhutan? It's in it's in like Southeast Asia. Asia, area. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. And it's. It's a the country is at least to some extent built on this idea of happiness.
2: I want to live there. Yeah, well, is it supposed to be lovely?
1: I don't know. Okay, but I've the plane never, maybe the plane. Will maybe stop the, there. that's what I was thinking. I was thinking we could stop there, and then the three things we could take. Oh there, yeah, what are the three things? Yes, um, are things that you know I guess would would make one happy. So yeah, one would be. Um, you know, my wife, I have to give... No, a... I just oh. said
2: you can't pick people or pets. Okay, but don't cut this out. I still need this. <laughs> no, I know. We need her <laughs> yeah, to I know still, you would I take her. I still need this. I'll take come. you. <laughs> um, no but she'd already be pets. there. So, was... like, who? what are the three okay. items?
1: Um, is it whiskey? Like, So, uh, no, I don't know that it would be whiskey. It would be my... <laughs> um, no people or pets. This no, is very, very things, challenging. No, things,
2: things, things. Like, uh, items. Like...
1: A book or a phone or a. So do I have nothing there? Is there nothing I, with me? No
2: one's ever asked me the details. I don't know. I think your, your wife, your family's there. Or, or if you wanted them there. And your <laughs> pets, if you have them, are there. But um, otherwise, you got to figure it out. Like I've had someone say a charcuterie board of cheese and meat. I've had someone say their cell phone.
1: Um, sunscreen. I mean, I think cell phone would be important. Yeah, because then you could reach out to other people. But that's not. That's like a cop out. I know everyone's. Everyone has Um,
2: that. Like, is there a book you love, or a like a trinket, like a or like a food that you wouldn't be able to get on the place you're going?
1: I mean, an endless supply of pasta would always be good. I love pasta. Love pasta for dinner night. Yeah. Okay. So pasta. Um, And then I feel like something that. You know. I would collect or something that you're talking about, okay. like a trinket. I'm not exactly sure what that would be. I have some. I do have a little bit of an autograph collection from years of in po- politics. politicians, right? I do have a Hess truck collection. So would you
2: bring those? Probably not. No, no. I'm okay. just trying to think of okay. random
1: things to bring. This is. I have I've a Hess truck he- collection. A what? You know the, the Hess gasoline stations? Why do you have? Oh, from when you
2: were like seven? I have,
1: but I've collected one every single year.
2: Do you have 33?
1: I've missed a few years, unfortunately, okay. and I started a little late. But even every why year, why Hess truck? So they make these, and hopefully some people listening will be able to know what I'm talking about. So I it don't doesn't know if my people will or not. Absolutely but we'll find insane. Out. But Hess Hess gasoline every year made like a toy truck mm. that became a collectible, mm. and they all have these flashing lights and stuff. And so I started collecting them from a young age, and they're just fun. Okay, so but we're not gonna bring those to Bhutan. Yeah, we're bringing. We just decided okay, we're, we're gonna bringing, bring the Hess trucks. We're, <laughs> we're bringing my S <laughs> trucks, my autograph collection. <laughs> and a phone this is really depressing yeah no one's ever answered
2: like this but i'm glad we just spent the last seven no i appreciate that i love that since my friends
1: and family are there yeah they're there if you want them there yeah everyone everyone i love is there and and my Hess truck collection (laughs) so i'll just play with them until the end of time amazing okay who is your celebrity crush um celebrity so this is actually really funny. Oh, I love Zoe Deschanel. Who? I mean, who doesn't? I think she's beautiful. Yeah, but you know, but she's a little quirky. She's quirky. Yeah, and the funny thing is, whenever people ask like a question like this to me, I'll say something like, "I love Zoe Deschanel," and they will be like, "What's wrong with you, man?" Like, really? That's your that's yeah, the because they're like they're like, "How come you didn't name you know, Heidi Klum or, or Heidi Klum or Heidi Klum?" Right, yeah, right? it's just kind of like a random but answer. But it's Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, I just think she's fun. I think she's so you know pretty and
2: Do you like the movie um, Five Hundred Days of Summer? Yes. And uh, what was she in the new girl or new? Girl? I like that show a lot. You like that. Okay. Yeah. So
1: that's your, that's your hall pass. If Lee was well, giving you a hall pass. I don't pass. know if it's a hall pass. I mean, hall pass, maybe I'll give some other answers <laughs> too, but you know, I,
2: but the celebrity crush would be yeah, so yeah, additional. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you had one extra hour in the day, what would
1: you do with it? Um. Honestly, I think it's really important that people are able to, be with themselves a little bit and think mm-hmm. and i'm not i never really meditated i tried once and i think i fell asleep <laughs> but um and I I, but just, kudos that. you know and credit to everyone no it's amazing can. i wish i could Please. um but i i think it's important to have that those moments and really kind of Set yourself up for the day Or unwind at the end of the day And I think everyone needs that So if you could If there was that extra hour That you could just do that Well as of right now I think I have my day structured Where it's okay I think it'll become more complicated You know as you get a family And as you oh, get busier Oh yes, I yes, I think I people imagine. I, You know I, I look at At some people Who have three three children You know wake up very early Work an entire day And I say when do they have time For themselves so Well
2: they might have like Nanny and help Or maybe they, they, don't. Might. they, they, they might, might not They might not But and you know
1: ideally Self care is I'd like important. to buy that You know one hour now So that you know when I need it's it. It's in your routine when yeah. you have the kids. Yeah, I right, think it's important.
2: Right, right. Um. Wait, I think that was it, but I don't want it to end. This was so, so good. Although it was definitely my longest for sure. Really? Well, not actually no, not my you longest. You think anyone will listen to the whole thing? I don't know if anyone's still listening at if this point. If anyone's still no, listening right in. But I will say though, like I feel like that was very informative and you did kinda you did um, make it easy to digest to a degree. Like I feel like there's only you can only dumb it down so much, like the facts are the facts. Um, but maybe if people are interested, we could do a part two with more specific questions on I don't know I, I don't want my thing To turn into a political thing Clearly Because I'm all about You know My wine and my things But this was so fun
1: Well if you ever want me back For something else I would be happy to do it I'm very proud of you I think you're doing An amazing job To know you this long And see how You're so sweet. How awesome you're doing With this I've literally this known wonderful. you Since
2: when 2006 When I went to When I transferred I, to Greeley That's when you came then that's Is That like year? over 10 years wait, It's not that long Wait I, I did that we wrong we just did that wrong
1: okay. It was 2002 then <laughs> 2002 Yeah For some reason today, you're just two years off the whole time.
2: Yeah, I'm just off because this episode is very different from me. But I think I did a good job. I think we, like, really covered it. I think we did. Okay. Thank you so, so much. Tell everyone, would you want people to follow you? If so, give your Instagram and all your
1: stuff. Sure, it's my name, David Helfenbein. That's not not
2: your Instagram. I think it's Day.
1: I think it is my name. I'm pretty sure it's my name and Twitter you're pretty are you good on I mean I can always um, yeah and uh, I don't really tweet that much to be honest with you you should because I mean the honest truth is if people want to contact me and want to talk to me feel free to write you Oh, and, and they can and get in touch with you. Engage with Julie. Because if they have questions for you and or something Julie they want to talk loves to when people engage. I Because she's love very engagement. good at it. So engage with Julie. She'll reach out to me. And and also, I should put in a plug for my wife. People should follow. It's You're Hungry so Obsession. Yeah,
2: she's actually huge on Instagram. Hungry
1: Obsession on Instagram. It's great food. It's a great food Instagram. Food, blog, so. food blogging
2: oh. and Instagram. You're so sweet. Oh my God, Lee. He's the sweetest. Okay, thank you all so much thank for you, listening. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, David. As always, follow me at Julie Lauren14, and I'll talk to you very soon. Bye bye.